in the prison. It's an odd uh, the prisoner podcast. Welcome to Imprisoned in Prison on uh, the Prisoner Prison Cast. I'm your host, the boy who was death. This Why? is my co-host. Because I tried to kill a lot of people but didn't really kill anybody. Yeah, unless it was a cricket match. Oh, yeah, that did. Oh, happen. and your friends, they, they would all die, too. I'm pretty sure she killed, like, anyway. <laughs> this is my co-host, Matthew Comagis. Hello. Why don't I get to be death? Because that uh, I called it. Okay. Yeah. You should have done the introduction. I'll call shotgun then. <laughs> okay. You're the boy who was shotgun. Okay. Who rode shotgun? You ride shotgun. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. The 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 girl who was death. Which I don't know. They they called it the comedy episode coming in, but it didn't really seem like that fun. I mean, it was funny, but not like ha ha funny. <laughs> I'm. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's shameful, dude. This is actually one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I like this so much. I like this better than every Austin Powers movie put together. I like this a lot. This is my... For me, this is what I want humor to be, is that it's like just so dry that you might not really think it was humor unless you really think about like how ridiculous i think once you get the like commander schmidt or whatever schnips professor schnips yeah once the you get the napoleon cult in it's like hard to (laughs) it's hard to take it seriously but you still sort of could they're still playing it very seriously that's that's the charm of it i loved i loved this i feel like i should be ashamed but i'm not it was great i enjoyed every second of it okay give us the trivia for it then all right, this episode was 16th in production order. That's next to last. The Sherlock Holmes disguise was not originally in the script, but it was added to more easily let McGowan's stunt double play him in more scenes because he had to go do Ice Station Zebra reshoots in America for nearly six weeks. McGowan apparently found out the show wouldn't be getting another season right after production on this episode wrapped, forcing him to rush to put together an idea for the series finale. Which we'll see in two weeks. Two weeks. What are you? Anyway, Terrence. <laughs> no, no, no. I just said two weeks. Uh, Terrence. Two weeks. Oh, we're, we're doing it next two week. Two weeks. It's the next week. Two weeks. No, no, there's still another. Oh, you're right. Okay. Good there's point. Another, there's another Skywalker. Stupid orders. Yeah, no, it's not. It, spoiler alert is not 17th in production order. <laughs> My name is Palpatine, Uh, bitch. (laughs) Somehow, Palpatine is your bitch. Uh, Terrence Feely is back as writer. You'll remember him from The Schizoid Man. Several sources suggest that this was adapted from an unused two-part script for a Danger Man episode and was considered for a two-part treatment for The Prisoner or even possibly a movie adaptation. Uh, David Tomlin returns to direct for the last time on The Prisoner and also has a co-writing credit. Alexis Canner, who you may remember as the kid from Living in Harmony last week, makes a cameo overdubbing all the threats made by the guy on the roller coaster. He based all of them on things that the driver who drove him to the studio each day would mutter under his breath at other drivers. I was hoping you were going to be like, he, he just said things that Patrick McGowan said to him. 
<laughs> I mean, are we sure the driver wasn't Patrick McGowan? Okay, good point. One of the cricket players at the beginning of the episode is actually played by an actor named John Drake. That is the same name as McGowan's character in Danger Man that many people suspect is the true identity of number six. McGowan hired the man because the coincidence amused him. There are also three actors in this episode who appeared in a Danger Man film, Karashi. One of them plays a character with the same name, Christopher Benjamin, as Potter, although he insisted that he played them as a different character and was unaware of the connection. Well, how do you spell Karashi? K-O-R-O-S-H-I. Oh, okay, it's a What's little that? different. Because Kiroshi, Kiroshi in Japanese is working yourself to death. Which is like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like, that would be kind of a... Uh, well, you just heard the word because we were talking about Ikiru last week. So yeah, I think Luke said it. <laughs> it's also pretty close to Kasho. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that doesn't... I mean, it's not quite as no, close to that. That's so. not I, what... Yeah, I don't think that was in the Danger Man movie. Like Danger Man working yourself to death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the titular girl who was death, a.k.a. number 11, was played by Justine Lord. She was a frequent guest star in British spy shows of the 60s and can be seen in Night After Night After Night, as well as Live Now, Pay Later. She is one of the few prisoner actors still with us today, but her most recent acting credit was as the White Witch in The Young Ones in 1982 because she married a school teacher and retired from acting. Uh, our number two this week, a.k.a. Professor Schnipps, was played by Kenneth Griffith. Born in South Wales, he developed a taste for acting at an early age and ran away at 15 to work at a theater in Cambridge, which led to a long film career that included over 100 acting credits, as well as researching and producing two documentaries of his own. You can also see him in Decline and Fall of a Birdwatcher and End of the Frightened People, as well as Some Matters of Little Consequence and, of course, Karashi. He will also be back in the series finale of The Prisoner playing a different character and will serve as an uncredited co-writer of that episode. Oh, he got Trivia promoted. end. He got promoted. Okay, that's cool. That seems to be going around here. <laughs> I think <laughs> people they're they're sort of just uh, taking their talent pool and as everyone leaves in disgust. Yeah, <laughs> you're the guy. You you know when you go into a job and everyone just quit and you're the new guy and you end up kind of running the place. <laughs> okay. so seems that's, like that's what this is. Like. Everybody here, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's a story for you. I'll tell you a bedtime tale. Tell me. After an assassination delivered by an exploding cricket ball, number six is called in to investigate. He fails to stop a second exploding ball and is hunted down by the assassin, a girl called Sonia. She tries to smother him in a sauna, drop him onto spikes, and blow him up real good in a tunnel of love. Number six tries to throw off her scent by dressing up as Sherlock Holmes but ultimately has to fake his death in an incident involving a bulldozer and a rocket launcher. He tracks Sonia to a lighthouse populated by political dissidents in Napoleonic uniforms. They capture him and prepare to blow number six up with the rocket, but the tables are turned and everyone except number six blows up real good. As it turns out, this is but a bedtime story told by number six to the children of the village. Number two and his assistant, who are the villains of number six's tale, are observing and cannot make heads or tails of it all. Okay. That, 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 I was yeah. writing the second draft like as I was reading it, so I don't know if that worked or not. That works fine. 
Okay. <laughs> that was, I mean, this is just a, a probably easier and more fun story to sam- summarize than a lot of the other ones. Yeah, you can be a little wackier with the wording because in some episodes, you're just like, you know, hammering an anvil, you're just trying to hold on for dear life with how to tell this, <laughs> summarize a story, you know? <laughs> yeah, but also this entire thing was structured like a story because it was a story. Right, I mean, right, yeah. right. Although I, I do find this later, or this little second phase of the prisoner is definitely like deconstructionist city, you know, like just every yes. episode, like there's definitely no formula anymore. <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> I, I really should have watched Danger Man, but I haven't. But I kind of wonder if this is actually a lot like Danger Man or if it's like not. Mm. Because it feels like it may not be like that. It may be something that's just completely different. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, well, you don't get the, the wacky, you know, 67 color in Danger Man. Wasn't it all black and white? Uh, no idea. I haven't seen this. I it, of it. This definitely benefits from having, like you said, you, it makes you think well, of every Austin Powers movie, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's just like there's so much of it is London 60s tourism where it's like that. What is that thing where you have nostalgia for a thing you never lived through that I already forgot, even though I looked up the name for it? Okay. Yeah, sure. That thing. Yes, it's like that thing. Like just seeing London is f- so much fun, especially because they're going into like bathhouses and wacky fairs and <laughs> stuff. And there's just a guy screaming at a fair how he's going to like rip his arm off and he wouldn't be able to pick up his teeth and he's rip off his <laughs> leg. Scheisenlieb, <laughs> I believe that's the word. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Shit so- love. Right. <laughs> so, uh, great craft work song. I take my shit and I love it. Do, do, that, do, 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 do. That's on, that's on Kraftwerk's Patreon. <laughs> you have to join their yeah. Patreon to get that tune. Um, <laughs> I think you have to pay like $30,000 a year to join their Patreon and then they just, you have to call them at a specific time once a year and they pick up the phone at that exact time and they play the song over the phone. <laughs> that, sounds, that, sounds, that sounds like some Danger Man stuff. Okay. Um, Actually, so, yeah. How, how, how far did you get into this episode before you stopped being confused? Uh, I wasn't confused at all. I was like, I, I did think this was a prequel of something that sort of actually did happen because you could say you could say well of course this stuff didn't happen but i mean all the other stuff in the series has been so wacky that this not like this couldn't have happened right i mean it's... <laughs> yeah i mean well the, the like you said all of it's so stupid though that's why it's the, yeah. basically the comedy episode like you just, i mean you know like again i mentioned hammer to anvil which is like totally bizarre mind games right so <laughs> This is like, almost like there's like, an intelligence to that where this is almost like like it's like he's reading a pretty stupid book, right? It's but it's also like it's so much more fun stupid than last week's episode, which was just like repetitive stupid and violent. Yeah, that's, that's the point of that one. All the the uh, you know spaghetti western violence. <laughs> you can tell that these people have made a lot more spy stuff than they have western stuff. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of fun like workmanship going on here where they're like, "Oh, and now the spikes and now the candles are will kill you and now the bulldozer and now the machine gun." That's a killdozer. 
Yeah, there's a killdozer in it. I mean, it's just all that <laughs> stuff just goes bam, 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 and you get all this wacky fun stuff. And she's just kind of telling him how all the stuff works for no real reason other than to flirt with him before he dies, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Just to be just to be a psycho psychopath. You gotta you got a monologue if you're a villain, right? Yeah, they take that to to the absolute extreme, which is <laughs> great minutes of monologuing or something right (laughs) she's great she's great at it like she's incredibly well cast as this psycho and so is her dad slash brother did you get that not really Um, he said he said something about their mother if only our mother could see you now and i was like i read that is step 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 siblings i think i think that she i think he banged his mom Okay. Oh, he. What? Okay. Sure. Well, if, I, I if didn't it's read our that. mother, if it's our mother, I guess maybe it's a British terminology that I that you call your 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 mother and your child's grandmother our mother. But I was just like, ah, eh, maybe incest. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Cracks, right? These people seem like incest. Maybe incestors. they're talking about the queen. Oh yeah, maybe. Okay, just trying to get that that British vibe in there. Could be the queen if they're you know. Yeah, definitely not incest if it's the queen is involved. No incest there. Right, right. Although I guess she still would have been a childbearing years at this time. So maybe just yeah, she definitely did not bear her brother's child or anything like that. Okay. Anyway, that's probably some kind of a blasphemy there, but that's cool. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the the most disturbing thing. Ask Luke. Ask Luke if it's okay that I said that. Okay, he he's fine with that. Um, <laughs> okay, I find it like kind of disturbing that there's children in the village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is that's something I left out of the trivia. This is the only time you ever see children in the village. I mean, I, I guess one people get frisky in the village because they have nothing better to do, and that results in some children. But I, that, that's my reading. But they what have- if the children are actually the fake part and the story is real? Oh, okay. That could be cool. Or maybe so or or the children <laughs> don't have parents in the village. They they had the same capture as number six did, right? Like they knew something. They, what they, if they, they all are all like victims of a age reversal ray? Yeah, that or they wouldn't tell people why they wouldn't go to bed at their bedtime. So now they're in the village. They have to be read stories so they don't think about how terrible their fate is. <laughs> you don't eat your broccoli you're gonna end up in the village Ah. (laughs) (laughs) i don't Uh, know anyway i I guess a kid could be a kid in the village just like chuck e cheese or whatever there was only one detail that really bothered me and it it shouldn't but like when he drinks the glass and it says you and then it says have just been poisoned like what if he was holding the cup differently like he had to hold it exactly the one way well, see the, the words it, in that order. He's he's definitely a spy in this episode, right? So he should be able to read upside down or sideways. But I mean, if you were holding it upside down, it would say poison first, and then he would maybe, stop drinking. Yeah, but he already drank enough to be like somewhat poisoned, maybe. Anyway, I mean, he, once you start care of once it. you start seeing words at the bottom of your um, glass, you should probably go ahead and check what everything there is. You know, I wonder if I could get a glass on the internet that has that at the bottom of it. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> why didn't he just look from the bottom of the glass and read the mirror image? 
What if he like turned up the glass to look at it and it just spilled all over his face and he was just like, <laughs> but see that that's that's the kind that would of be Austin Powers, which is yeah. bad. <laughs> um, I can't I can't emphasize how much better this is than Austin Powers. I cannot believe how much better this is. Mike Myers should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> Wait till you have to talk about the love guru in a few months. <laughs> yeah, I I think he is ashamed of himself for that. <laughs> Didn't he like just not even make anything for 20 years after that? And counting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he also needs to be ashamed of Wayne's World 2 where he did something like um, tr- started production of full production of the movie after like deciding that he was going to make the story a remake of some other film and then they're building sets and stuff and then they find out that uh, they don't have the rights to remake that film. And then basically studio executives screamed at him and he had to like use his own money to like change the movie to what it actually ended up being. I'll go to bat for Wayne's World too, man. (laughs) It was fine, but the actual idea of it sounded better. What was the actual idea? I haven't heard this. The movie movie that it was supposed to be remake of was like a... um, it was something where someone declares themselves a sovereign nation. So it was going to be like Wayne and Garth seceding from, I don't know, Canada. Is that where they live? Uh, they are Canadian, but I think that was, Chica- it was the Chicago suburb. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it would be Wayne and Garth like declaring themselves a sovereign nation for some reason, which sounds better, honestly. But would, would we have gotten Jim Morrison, a naked Indian? Would we have gotten Wayne stock? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Why not? You put that in there. <laughs> Okay. Why not? Wayne Stock could be in another country. I mean, you, I think the best, the only thing I remember from that movie is Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch it again. Uh, you, you, I'll, I'll let you throw Austin it's Powers onto the exploding killdozer, but um, okay, but but yeah, no, no, Wayne, like, Wayne's World Two. I'll stand up for. <laughs> I, I still like. I mean, Wayne's World. Oh, sorry, not Wayne's World. Austin Powers One is still better than Two, and. I think three is also better than two. I can't remember. Three is better than two. I remember. It's been quite a while since I watched them. So the the, um, the main, the only real like hatred I have for that series is where he's like got the Scottish fat suit, and there's just like the comedy record scratch, and then he just monologues at the camera for like mm-hmm. five minutes with nothing else happens, and it's <laughs> all, it's none of it's funny. Mm. So this episode's funny though. So yes, this but, episode but, is funny, but, but yeah, not with more subtly, of course, um, something that also came to mind and I don't think it's the first time I've had this thought is, um, you know, arcades murder world from the X-Men. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, sense. I guess, I guess anytime we have, um, you know, death stalking you in a, in a amusement park that comes to mind. I think uh, with the trap door and the spikes, I don't, it was, that wasn't actually an amusement park, but that's very, very much that kind of thing right and there are probably a lot of there are probably an insane amount of films that have like people getting stalked in a, like a fun house or a uh, amusement park there's one that like what was it toby hooper directed that i saw not too long ago it's well, i think it was just called fun house yeah it's just called fun house <laughs> uh it was fun it was like basically the, there is like a guy who kept stalking them and it turned out that he was like some dude had sex with a two two headed cow and he was like a two headed man. Okay. 
I guess that that checks out. Yeah, sure. Pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really good. So okay, uh, I I actually kind of left this. I glossed over this in my summary because so he gets poisoned by the beer, passes out, ends up in some kind of competition at an amusement park that he wins. <laughs> so now he has to go to the the tunnel of love, which here is called. Uh, I wrote the name down somewhere. Um, laugh in the dark. L A F F. Oh, I missed that. Jeez. <laughs> With Tomorrowland wow. music. Oh, you know, I watched this stuff. Or maybe, was that the roller coaster, though? Maybe that was a roller coaster. Okay. Um, I missed the, the names of things somehow. I don't know. It makes us typing too much. I read that there's no better way to roller coast than with a rear production. That was very obvious. <laughs> and then yeah. even, I, again, I guess the ice station zebra thing is the reason that when they're walking around in the park, there were a few shots that was like they're walking. He's just walking in the park and that's rear projection, huh? <laughs> but now, <laughs> yeah. now it makes sense because other shots weren't, which must have been the stunt double, right? Where they're actually in the park. So I'm like, why are they rear projecting just like walking down the middle way of the park? So, okay. Um, who knows like what the like uh impetus for this stuff is like maybe maybe they could rent the amusement park for an hour and they just didn't get all the shots they needed yeah the, <laughs> like, well you know. once, you, once you did your trivia that you know i got that yeah. <laughs> so hmm. yeah so um so yeah this is this is uh it's interesting that this is the last uh the last one before the finale because i mean he seems to really be having fun here i kind of think that i kind of think patrick mcguin needed like the break of going over and doing ice station zebra and he kind of came back refreshed and then just made madness episodes yeah <laughs> well, i mean yeah he seems to be having fun in like the western one and this one right right for sure now i will say um last night i i fell asleep a bit and then i woke up again and it was um what what was it? What's the number two that shows up in the last episode again? Uh, Leo McKern, I think. Is yeah, he was on the screen, and I was really confused. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go back, and yeah, it was, and it was like the last five minutes when I like took a little cat nap, and then I guess I cat napped for like twenty minutes because it made its way to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Huh? And once he oh, said, um, "Why?" That why well, the the. The tipper is um I forget what the um game they play in the last episode is, but once he said that, I was like, oh crap, this actually I'm not in the wrong episode. <laughs> is it is it Alan Moraine? Yes, it's Alan Moraine. No, it's it's a fantastic phrase that's just like skipping my brain because except for the five seconds I watched last night, I haven't watched it for a while. Um, we'll get all, there. Absolute something, yeah, not absolute candor. That's Star Trek. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll be talking about that in two weeks, very soon. If, if you're bugged that I'm not recalling it now, it will definitely be shouting at each other in two weeks. And Matt will <laughs> edit it in. And... No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll they'll know by now, won't they? Yeah. Okay. Um, Tomorrowland music. Oh yeah, they. What? So, why did I? Write... Have you ever been to a record store with a listening station for vinyl? I've never seen this before. Well, in the '60s, of this... course. Um. Also, uh, oh yeah. A lot. Uh, this is in one of the Mission Impossible movies. I think. Oh, this one. This is a, the, Tom Cruise does exactly the same thing. I even except he gets trapped in the listening station, and the clerk is murdered. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> wouldn't have been very well. I mean, that totally could have happened here. Yeah, yeah, but it would have been wacky murder, where it's kind of disturbing <laughs> murder in Mission Impossible. Here it would be like 
you know, like a like, record needle would like blow explode up or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a lot of random things exploding in this episode. She's an explosion girl. This should be called yeah. the girl who is explosion. The girl who was a TNT friend fanatic. Mm. Um, yeah, I just remember that there was a record store listening station, but it was just like for for dance music. Oh wait, no, he counteracts. Sorry, I was like thinking the poison knocks him out, but he he drinks all the alcohols to counteract oh, yeah. poison. No, he makes a cement mixer or whatever. He just, he's just like <laughs> rum, gin, schnapps. Just, like, and then he just walks away from it. Again, it was fun. You know, that was such a fun, wacky thing. It, the the not fun version would be like he feels bad. And then the not fun versions when you had that mind eraser. <laughs> I mean, that was still pretty funny. It was, oh, it was funny as hell. But we walked outside. You had to sit on the curb for 10 minutes. <laughs> I had to like lie down for ten minutes. I don't think curb. I even threw up. You didn't. You were just like, like on, I was like, you were, your your mind had clearly been erased. Yeah. You like know what wasn't eraser. fun was the time I threw up outside the Earl because <laughs> I had been roofied apparently. Oh yeehaw! <laughs> yeah, I got something that was apparently for somebody else. Oh okay. But anyway, uh, wake. The up worst thing is that the next day I went to New Orleans and I was like didn't understand what had happened so i thought that i was just uh my kidneys just didn't work anymore or something mm. when he's rolling around um driving in this episode it's like oh, the, the problem here is he's not driving you know car with a k right because yeah maybe that should have been happier the... turn zones and now <laughs> i guess that maybe that's the case i don't know i <laughs> her car <laughs> she says her I, car. what if that's just the clue that you're supposed to know that this isn't a real story <laughs> oh, or maybe this is obviously a, supposed to be a prequel so is i it? mean it could be before he had the car yeah because <laughs> he's like at the end he's like then that was the time that i saved london from professor schnapps or whatever but he could just be like bs into kids too i mean i think he was <laughs> i think he was just trying to like because that's kind of what humiliate um, the people who were number two and number 11 even though they had right. no way of knowing that they were the people in the story because they were looking for clues in what he was saying right so yeah like maybe he'll reveal to the children why he resigned which that doesn't that's the worst plan ever i mean i guess that's why the, it I mean, only gets 10 seconds of screen time <laughs> <laughs> clearly the western one wasn't a good plan either because like he could have yeah. said why he stopped being the sheriff and it wouldn't necessarily have been the same reason why he quit his regular job well, it makes a little more sense, right? Because they build a little sad and, you know, got the, they had to like go to Kinko's and Xerox everybody. <laughs> yeah, those large format printers aren't cheap to use. I know. I just, the people at the Kinko's were very confused. <laughs> All they wanted to do was. Yeah, why and... are we at a Kinko's? Why is there a Kinko's in this village? That's strange. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they can print a newspaper immediately, then I'm sure they could manage that order too. Yeah, I guess they have like, you know, government level, like top secret. They probably have 3D printers like already in 1967 village. Yeah, like, probably. They, well, no, they don't. Then they wouldn't have done cardboard cutouts like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that, how they made all the phones. I'm just saying that was a slightly better plan than this one because they put some, they put some elbow grease into it, right? This yeah, this plan this was is almost lazy. like this is a lazy plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's telling a story to the I, kids. Let's see what we can get from that. That's why this number two probably like 
I mean, he after he told his story. I mean, what is he? What does he say to the camera? I don't remember, but he should have like, like. Good night, children everywhere. Okay. And then he puts a little clown in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, scary clown. That's right. So yeah, <laughs> he should have marched I mean, over that, to Number Two's office and told him to pick up the phone and tell them that he's failed. I think the point of so this episode, the point of this episode, is just so that we, the viewer, know that they're always watching and listening to him all the time mm -hmm. like and he's sick of it yes <laughs> yes every breath he takes they'll be watching him yeah just yeah. like the police yes what band every move he about? makes oh hollow notes right every breath he takes every move he makes i'm, I'm pretty sure i prefer hollow notes to the police now I definitely prefer Hall Notes to the police. That's not even like a question. <laughs> I was watching a bunch of Hall Notes videos a few weeks ago. That was fun. Until you get to the there? 90s, those ones. No, bite. No, don't go past 1987 with them. With the videos, the videos aren't charming after 87. I I just said that I definitely like them better than police, but I don't really know more of them than the singles. But I don't know more of the police than the singles. Well, you right. have to watch the videos because you have to get Oates' mustache. And then like, at some point he shaves a mustache. He, I saw he put out an album last year and he looks younger now than he did in the 70s without the mustache. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> he's like quite a mustache growing prowess. Yeah, yeah. So now he's he, he, he looks like, you know, it's kind of like that time um um what's his name steven seagal put out his new age blues album or something it oh that's like, like that. way worse have you actually heard anything of that no i'm just talking about the look oh, that's, okay. that's what oats looks like on his Wait, solo blues album steven seagal had a mustache for that period no oats doesn't have oh. a mustache now that, that's why I oh. now they did in the 70s i was confused you know yeah um, because he's like a, 70 did, years old, right? So did you ever see those good for did him. you ever see those stickers in Atlanta that said John Oates will fucking kill you and have like a picture of him looking scary? <laughs> I, I my, I'm I friends with, with a guy, uh, Stephen, who made those stickers and they're awesome. Shout outs to that guy. Did he do more or less than Garfunkel? I've never been able to work that out. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I didn't really do that well on calculus. <laughs> I never took calculus, so I guess that's why I just had to come up with a question. Um, yeah. Let me check out if there's anything else I got in my notes. Oh, oh, and I, I also started with the wrong episode too, because I was I was watching on the you know even though I have the DVDs, I was watching on YouTube because they look great on YouTube. Yeah. So my first note is um. Wait, are we back in harmony? <laughs> oh shit, we are. Fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> what if it was? What if it was just another Western episode? I mean, you could put this. You, you could, could actually. The that's 60s. Part of why I love this episode is like it could have been anywhere, but they chose to make it in swing in sixties London. You know, they, they could have had the, this. Could have just been in the village. Like, yeah. All it would take is for somebody to just not care if somebody was trying to murder him. <laughs> you know <laughs> or for, for her to be sneaky or maybe for her to be number two but oh you know. here, here i i actually have a, a i addressed you in my notes you're the trivia guy oh. are they using an alternate village like near london because you know when they're doing cricket and stuff it seems like a similar place to port million right but obviously it's not that this was the thing i suspected pretty early that it wasn't the village and then immediately was like because 
This is like the sixth episode that's taken place mostly outside the village. <laughs> you know, it's not like I, I don't even I don't know what to think about. And apparently the second season was going to be mostly not in the village. Right. So it would have been like this. No. So you you wanted the second season, basically. No, no, no. I'm just saying that it doesn't surprise me when it's not the village. Mm. Like yeah. ever. Okay. But I did wonder if they found a similar place closer to London to film this. I mean, I, I mean, you, I, if you don't know that's fine. I just like I was having um, my thought. Not there. sure. I thought yeah. they filmed this in London. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Crazy. Yeah, okay. I, I guess I was just like thinking, like, oh, they have found another, you know, recreation place to to, to do it in. I couldn't use Port Mallory, and XTC had booked it to film their videos twenty years later. Ah, of course. <laughs> XTC always fourth dimensionally messing everything up. That's right. <laughs> um, you have any other thing you want to throw out on this one? Other than I guess we've already talked about what the mind game was, and it was really lazy. It, well, it wasn't <laughs> lazy on number six's part, but it was lazy on number two's part. <laughs> yeah, it's a filler episode, but it's just a really fun one. I'm trying to think of what to compare it to, but they're they're it's like. Well, the Sherlock Holmes thing's a, a clue, I guess. It's like playing in the holodeck episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, there are some holodeck episodes that are like, they're like, I shouldn't like this, but this is really good. Like, what was the one where Moriarty like got out or something? Yeah, was... I, I your data. That was yeah, actually the first was... one I thought of because of the Sherlock Holmes costume, right? Which yeah, what, what was up? I get. I mean, you explained in the trivia, but just in, in any <laughs> other sense of the word, what was up with that? And then he's in it for like like he, twenty minutes later. He's like, why is he still wearing it? And you've explained that now, but <laughs> yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. I I like just thought a, does he rides the tunnel? I love it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's well, he's hiding alone, he's hiding he, from death alone. He rides the tunnel of love alone in a Sherlock Holmes costume. I mean, okay, and that he, is funny. <laughs> And he really, yeah, and he really never hides, she never, he never actually successfully hides from her, except for after the bulldozer explodes. Right, um, right. Well, yeah, it's like, you don't watch a whole lot of anime, right? Not a whole lot. Well, it's like this weird thing where every time an anime has a baseball episode, it tends to be one of the best episodes. DS9 too. I have no, yeah, you know? <laughs> That is one of the best episodes. We get like a shithead uh, Vulcan. Right. I mean, it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> they did such a good job. That's exactly what a like jerk Vulcan would be like. Although they'd also baked in from and, the first episode that, you know, Cisco was obsessed with baseball. So it, it yeah. wasn't like, you know, it made sense. Well, that too. But it's also um, had that great like twist ending where it's just like, you know what? We lost a great game, everybody. It's like that. That was fun. That was almost like a bigger plot twist than we get on the prisoner sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I guess the biggest plot twist is you know Napoleon's coming back. <laughs> the biggest plot twist is it's not real and it didn't happen. How did you feel about the uh, the exploding lighthouse? I thought it looked like kind of awesome, cheap. It did. Uh, the ex the exploding killdozer was got my attention. Where though. Because it was yeah. burning in like a really weird way, <laughs> but they also like did a weird cut for that, so it just it didn't. That and, and, and they have strange. cuts. Well, they have cuts over to her where she's like getting turned on by it. You know, <laughs> she gets. I mean, she gets turned on by explosions and people dying in explosions. It's like Crash, right? 
<laughs> yeah, this is just like the movie Crash, the good movie Crash, not the bad one. Yeah. So it's the girl who was Crash. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've gushed about this episode. How do you feel about it? Is this like do you hate it? Do you like it? I, I like it. Um I, I feel are you are you calling this your favorite? No. No, oh, I'd okay. say it's one of my favorite. This is probably like top four for me. Okay. Which is a lot. I mean, that's still pretty high. I don't think I mean, it's my favorite favorite. I mean, it's like, probably I, some somewhere in the midstream, I think, for me. But I would but I would say because like the same guy wrote this as the schizoid man, Terrence Feely, and like that's also one of my favorite episodes. So I just And we think thought I, that one was pretty funny too. Yeah, that <laughs> I mean, was a, that was wacky as hell. Yeah. That's as much of a comedy himself. episode as this one. <laughs> pretty much and and um so i think i just really like dig this guy's writing mm. yeah I, I i think i'm still going with it it's your funeral it's my number one thus far um that with only two more might, to go hmm? that might be mine too i don't remember what i've said previously on this and i'm <laughs> like really confused this is a confusing and disorienting series to try and place in order maybe uh when we do our whatever final recap episode we'll force ourselves to order all the episodes and and then post those to wiki <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly oh no what why oh no I'm not lying we're gonna do that how do you post stuff to wiki you just hit the edit you do it i actually happens? have an account i could edit that oh you, you're gonna I'd probably get i'd probably no no no. i didn't say i'm going to do it because they'll probably just ban my account because other people get all obsessed like i just made a made a uh, page for a friend's band and it was like pe people came through and were like editing it and being like this needs no notation and i was like okay okay we're we're gonna have to um find when we agree on then and then we can post as the imprisoned in prison order which sounds legit but I, but I wasn't talking about like an order to watch it and i was talking about an order like like from best to worst episodes oh okay we no i think we should come up with a watching order and then post that to wiki as yet another order good that's that'd be, that'd be already, pretty fun there's already know. 12 of them six of which are like not particularly legit sounding i feel like we could probably like hammer that out of it would probably take us like two hours to hammer that out right like it's like the guy who gave himself the daddy of the year award <laughs> what the daddy of the year award is that a deadbeat dad you did that no, no that's a good never dad. heard of that that's a good i never dad. heard of that's that the daddy of the year right okay i mean you anybody can call themselves daddy of the year i've definitely heard people refer to themselves as like great boyfriends who weren't so you know i have heard people refer to themselves as smart and kind and all, <laughs> all kinds of things that they aren't okay maybe you could put me in as, as this year's okay I okay i'll i'll nominate you for daddy of the year yeah okay that's cool I haven't seen Hana in like 10 years. I'm assuming she's alive. <laughs> if she's alive, then you're successful. <laughs> yeah, but could just based on my assumption that she's alive, then, you okay. know, daddy of the year. Yay. Um, <laughs> I guess we're finished with this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, this has been fun. Uh, it's just like the prisoner usually is except for when it's like kind of brutal stressful or brutal yes this is almost the opposite of the uh with the unmutual episode it's like yeah, or hammer into anvil right yeah <laughs> well that was still wackier than the communist episode that was like ugh. yeah <laughs> um 
That was called. Which one was that called? What was that called? Called a checkmate. Communist episode. Oh, the communist no. episode. Yeah. Uh, my brain's shattering as makes sense with the show. You you start with a plug, so don't interrupt you with what the name of the episode. Hey, no, you it's know a what change of mind. It's yeah, a change right. of mind. I was like, why don't I just pick up the little booklet that has the entire episode? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the change but, um, of mind is which was uh, number nine in ep- in production order. Number nine. And, uh, Number, number nine, nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, yeah, nine. But oh, now we I, we did just brainwash me. I I had something I was gonna say, and now it's gone. So plugs, plugs. Am I who's plugging? You you, you want to plug? You be a plug. hey, I'm a plug. Check us out at Patreon.com/slash/podcastio/podcastius. Throw us a few bucks for server costs and such, and you can hear outtakes. And other exclusive content, or is it just for, outtakes? For Lots 30, of outtakes. For $30,000 commitment, we will record dirty electronica for you. For sure. If you if you donate $30,000, I'll write you an entire album of electronica about poops. <laughs> that, that's, that's the promise. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. Check us out and... Um, films or filth the citizen kind of podcasts is that the correct title i, I think i think it's films and filth and then films in the episode and the, the question because it because it rolls off the tongue better films and filth right films, films and filth? filth but film film but in the <laughs> podcast itself the question as asked is is a film or is it filth but that's not the name of the podcast that's a question asked in the podcast how long do you think it's going to be until we have something that's on the good list that's declared filth we'll see bet on that listeners um anyway the actual the premise of the podcast that we didn't explain is that we're watching in alternating or the top 100 and bottom 100 rated i am films on imdb uh when this episode airs will probably be somewhere like near the beginning yes near near the beginning there's like three episodes you could probably hear at this point you yeah, know, we've only recorded one of them, but um, I don't know. We could like hot take it, and we could all decide that like Schindler's List is filth and collectively get canceled. <laughs> like I, like I, like I said, technically M is filth. There is a lot of filth in Schindler's List. I mean, they're in a you know, there's like mud and stuff, right? And that guy's <laughs> filthy, you know, right? I mean, Ralph it, Fiennes, he's filthy. Is it Ralph in that one? Which Fiennes is in Rafe? That one? Ray fine Ray Ray fine Ray Ray fine Ray fans <laughs> anyway no but I mean the, the the M the M in the title M doesn't stand for murder it stands for filth okay no it stands for something that I'm not even gonna say okay it doesn't we'll stand for so murder go listen to that podcast because that one's yeah. probably out now and you can find out what Mark has to say about that which maybe I would know by that point too, since I haven't even started looking at anything. Um, <laughs> okay, that seems like um, a confusing also, enough plug. Are you, oh, you're still yeah, going? Yeah, we got no. We got other. We got other podcasts. We got uh, Time Enough, the Twilight Zone podcast. We've got Luke loves Pokemon. We've got Game Game Show, the game show about games. We've got wait, what is Monster Mash doing? Nothing. Zelda They're now? doing Zelda nothing. Mash? They're finished. They're doing the Zelda match. Okay, I don't. I doubt Monster that's Mash the name is of doing though. nothing. <laughs> um, I hit list. I don't know what it's called. We could just go back what's... and listen to the game game show episodes a second time because they don't have enough listeners. <laughs> They're always complaining about it. Um, okay. 
What what else? Cult Disney. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Did I get all of it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe okay. we start eight more podcasts by the time this comes out. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll read catch you me in the podcast story. mind about death. Podcast mind and the story. Thank you.